Kitavo, this uh, week's Torah portion, ends with a lot of blessings and curses that Dave, um, David read for us. But it begins with on the commandment of the first fruits offering. And that's where I'm going to begin reading this morning. It's um, Devering chapter 26, verse 1 is the front side of Kitavo, on page 225. <clears throat> Parsha Kitavo begins like this. When you have come to the land Adonai your God is giving you as your inheritance, take possession of it and settle there. You are to take the first fruits of all the crops of the ground yields, which you will harvest from your land that Adonai your God is giving you, Put them in a basket and go to the place where Adonai, your God, will choose to have his name live. You will approach the Kohen, holding office at the time, and say to him, Today I declare to Adonai, your God, that I have come to the land Adonai swore to our ancestors that he would give us. The Kohen will take the basket from your hand and put it down in front of the altar of Adonai, your God. Then... And the presence of Adonai, your God, you are to say, My ancestor was a nomad from Aram. He went down into Egypt, few in number, and stayed. There he became a great, strong, populous nation. But the Egyptians treated us badly. They oppressed us and imposed harsh slavery on us. So we cried out to Adonai, the God of our ancestors. Adonai heard us and saw our misery, toil, and oppression. And Adonai brought us out of Egypt with a strong hand and a stretched out arm, with great terror and with signs and wonders. Now he has brought us to this place and given us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Therefore, as you see, I have now brought the first fruits of the land which you, Adonai, have given me. You are, to put the, put, you are then to put the basket down before Adonai, your God. Prostrate yourself before Adonai, your God. And take joy in all the good that Adonai, your God, has given you, your household, the Levi and the foreigner living with you. So it's a very, um, very deep and interesting here um, ritual that all the farmers would do on Shavuot. They bring up the first of their fruits. And they would do this not just um, in worship, but with joy. That word joy is something that pops up all over scripture, of course. And all over the high holiday season, I mean, you say Hag Sameach, that's where that Sameach, that's where joy comes from. Samach is the root. You say Hag Sameach for have a joyous festival. We have a Yom Tov called Simcha Torah, which is joy of the Torah. But when the farmer here is supposed to um, go up before Adonai, bring the first of what he's produced or what the land has produced, he is to do it with joy. It almost appears as the blessings and abundance that the farmer is getting is a bit of a test to see if he's going to take some of it and bring it up there. And I guess in the broad sense, it's a lot of these commandments are tests of our faith to Adonai. It's simple cause and effect, right? There's blessings for um, following his Torah. And as we heard a little bit earlier, there's a lot of um, curses that come upon the people for drifting away. I mean, we can look uh, sort of around ourselves today and see some of the uh, things that are going on in our world um, as far as the blessings and are we giving thanks to Adonai. Now, of course, this is the USA. This is not Israel 
We're not Jewish farmers living in the land when there's a temple that's operating and all that, but there are still broad applications that are found in Torah that are um, applicable to everyone. When you think about our prosperity, does it, has it had a positive effect? I mean, what does it do to us? Does it give us a sense of security and well-being? Are we thankful to Adonai for that? Rav Mike used to ask, do you see your service to Adonai as a burden or as an opportunity? Now, when I say service, everyone sitting here does service on some level. It's praise and worship. It's prayer. Um, service is your service to Adonai. How do we view that? Do we view that as connected at all to our blessings? Rav Mike used to say we should see that promise, the promises for blessing was in acknowledging Adonai as the source of the blessings and serving him with joy. Of course, this is not always easy. Sometimes we have to serve a little bit while biting our tongue or perhaps we're sick and ill. Perhaps we're stressed out from work or family. But in general, service should come from a place of joy. Joy and gladness uh, will come from a heart fixed on being pursuant to spiritual disciplines out of thankfulness for our abundance. It's kind of hard to do in this country sometimes because we're just so abundant and have so many things. There is a warning regarding having joy over this abundance. If you turn over a couple pages, chapter 28, Devarim chapter 28, verse 45, this is talking about the curses and why the curses came upon the people. The curses will come upon you, pursuing you and overtaking you until you are destroyed because you didn't pay attention to what Adonai your God said, observing his mitzvot and regulations that he gave you. The curses will be on you and your descendants as a sign and a wonder forever. Why? Because you didn't serve Adonai your God with joy and gladness in your heart when you had such an abundance of everything. Notice here, there's an abundance. The people already have an abundance. They already have everything that they need. They're already blessed. But they're not serving Adonai or giving him joy. And it's not just the first fruits of the crops. Remember, the first fruits of all the animals that were born were supposed to be given to Adonai. And the firstborn of your sons were supposed to be dedicated to Adonai. And the first uh, press of the olive oil, which is the most pure, rich olive oil, was dedicated to temple service. Um, the first of your increase was, was tithe. Uh, the first of many things in life, uh, bread that was baked. The first little piece is taken off. There's a lot of firsts. And so life becomes a series of offerings to Adonai that are the first of what we reap and the best of what we labor for. So there's a pattern that gets established in Torah that all that we do in day-to-day -day living is connected with serving Adonai. When we connect all the blessings that we have to him, joy and happiness will naturally follow. We were created to serve him. This makes us whole. This produces joy and wholeness, something that is lacking in many people, even though in this country we seem to have abundance. This is because people who are uh, believe in God are just generally happier than people who don't. This is science. I uh, have suspected that for a long time, but I ran across an article um, this week about that subject from a Messianic Jewish blog, 
It's called Kinete Lazion. Roughly translated, it means um, zealousness for Zion. It's a blog I've been reading for a little over a decade now. A guy named Judah Gabriel runs it. Um, posts all kinds of thought-provoking articles over the years. I've found many of them helpful. He still blogs, even though that's not really popular. These days, everyone does YouTube. But he's been doing it for 18 years, so he keeps it going. He posted an article from Real Clear Science. This was about a week or two ago, asking whether conservatives are more positively adjusted than liberals, and if so, why? In 2011, psychologists at the University of Florida and University of Toronto conducted four studies aiming to find out whether conservatives are more positively, positively adjusted than liberals. This is from the article. They found that conservatives expressed greater personal agency, more positive outlook, more transcendent moral beliefs, and a generalized belief in fairness compared to liberals. Conservatives are more satisfied with their lives in general, report better mental health and fewer mental and emotional problems. Liberals have become less happy over the last several decades but this decline is associated with increasingly secular attitudes and actions. It's just science, right? But this is to be expected because the world uh, tries to find joy and happiness in atheism, in the celebration of sexual deviancy, and um, all things unbiblical, climate, doom and gloom, um, intolerance of religion, well, really just intolerance of Christianity. They tolerate every other religion it seems like, but not Christianity. They don't seem to want to have anything to do with Adonai. And yet, all these people live in the richest nation on this planet. They have abundance. They have blessing. So it's, why do they have no peace and seem so angry? Even one of the curses Dave talked about seemed very appropriate. Um, apathy of the spirit. It's another curse that seems to plague them, just apathy of the spirit. Ultimately, abundance and blessing are meaningless if you don't serve Adonai. In his notes on joy, and this week's parasha, Kitavo, Rav Lorberg, included the following psalm as helpful. I found it helpful as well. It's a really short psalm. It's Psalm 16 on page 801, a psalm by David. It says, Protect me, God, for you are my refuge. I said to Adonai, You are my Lord. I have nothing good outside of you. The holy people in the land are the ones who are worthy of honor. All my pleasure is in them. Those who run after another god multiply their sorrows. To such gods I will not offer drink offerings of blood or take their name on my lips. Adonai, my assigned portion, my cup, you safeguard my share. Pleasant places were measured out for me. I am content with my heritage. I bless Adonai, my counselor, at night my inmost being instructs me. I always set Adonai before me. With him at my right hand, I can never be moved. So my heart is glad, my glory rejoices, and my body too rests in safety. For you will not abandon me to Sheol. You will not let your faithful one see the abyss. You Make me know the path of life, and your presence is unbounded joy, and your right hand eternal delight. I found that very um, inspiring, that even way back here in the Psalms, you see that 
a hope of resurrection that we will not be abandoned in Sheol. And that's a source of joy for us, of course, as followers of Yeshua. But the world does not share that hope, and it shows. We discussed this a little bit early this morning. Me and David and Mike and Brian and Chris are all kind of just hanging out, talking about us and the world and how we see the world sort of drifting away. Um, at the same time, you see uh, the opposite happening where there seems to be an awakening that's been happening in the past 30 or 40 years in people where people are being woke up a little bit and driven back to God. It's almost as if the world drifting farther away from Adonai has forced people on the fence to jump off it and either be hot or cold. That is one good thing of that. So even though we have some lean times, it seems, we, uh, we persevere and we have joy because of the blessing that waits us beyond Sheol and because we're thankful for what we have in this life. Remember what, our, uh, what Yeshua says in Matthew chapter 6, he tells us to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So even though we have blessing and we have great abundance in this country, there will be a time where we don't have great blessing and great abundance, and in all things we thank him, but we don't focus on those things. We focus on his kingdom, and we focus on his righteousness, and with that, we not... Um, need to let any of uh, the world's worries interfere with our joy. We seek the kingdom first, and those things will be there for us. We are free from those worldly concerns, and we occupy ourselves with service to Adonai. And continuing with what we've been trying to do for the month of Elul, we do this with Torah study and supplication and prayer, assembling together, of course. Let us not forsake assembling together. We need each other. I need you guys. And... Uh, because together we can serve him more abundantly and in greater measure than we can do alone, that I know that I can do alone. May we find joy and wholeness in serving him and following his ways and seeking his kingdom, and may he bless us and remember us and return to redeem us back to him, and may that be soon and in our days. Shabbat Shalom.